Welcome to the Becoming Your Best podcast with Rob Schallenberger. You're listening to the show that is guaranteed to help you transform your life and achieve results that otherwise would have seemed difficult or even impossible. In each episode, you'll learn from someone who has achieved extraordinary goals. Rob is a best-selling author, former F-16 fighter pilot, Air Force One advanced agent, world-renowned keynote speaker and corporate trainer who's trained Fortune 500 companies around the world, executive coach, father of four, and the CEO of Becoming Your Best Global Leadership. Now, here is Rob Schallenberger. All right, good morning, afternoon, or evening, and welcome to our Becoming Your Best podcast listeners. I'm Rob Schallenberger, and I'm so happy you joined us today. Now, as a reminder, these podcasts are for you. So the way to help out is to share this with your family, your friends, and specifically, please go to iTunes and rate this. That's what helps get the message around to the world. You know, a couple of weeks ago, we asked our listeners, what type of questions would you like us to ask? How can we help enrich your lives, both personally and professionally? So to help answer that, uh, we brought on a special guest today. He's going to focus on a couple of those questions that you gave us. And this is an amazing person in our lives. <laughs> We met him two years ago, and he's a friend and someone who's inspired me over the past couple of years. Uh, maybe you can relate. You know those type of people that are just positive? They're always lifting others up? Well, that's the type of person our guest, Dr. Will Moreland, is. You know, so let me tell you a little bit about Will and introduce him to you. Dr. Will is a military veteran. He's a husband, a father, a leadership consultant. He's also the president of Will Moreland International, LLC which is a leadership and consulting firm located in Arizona. One of the things he wants to make sure that you know is that he's passionate about the development of leaders at all levels of life and in any organization. His belief is that if everyone is a leader and that they're able to grow and develop, then that's going to better the entire world. And the other thing you need to know about Will is that he has a doctor of philosophy in leadership counseling, which is pretty impressive. Now, Dr. Will, as I like to call him, is a best-selling author, international speaker, and trainer that has traveled over 30 countries and four continents to train leaders. He's committed to inspiring, impacting, and influencing leaders around the world to, as he says, live genius. <laughs> so, Dr. Will, welcome to the show. Rob, thank you so much for having me. I've been really excited ever since I found out I was going to be on the show to share this time with you and your audience and try to provide some insight that's going to help them develop as individuals and leaders in their giving profession. So thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. And it's an honor to be here. And I think our listeners are going to really benefit from what you have to say. So let's jump right into this, Will. Uh, let me ask you the first question here. You know, we talk about humble beginnings and, and how we got our start. What's always been interesting is to see how we all start out as babies. You know, we all have this unlimited potential. Yet somewhere along the way, something happens to a lot of people and they resign themselves to some level of mediocrity or something that they're not happy with. So let me ask you, what was your life like growing up? Because I know that you had a pretty intense past. So what was your experience or realization that, you know, helped you see that you could be successful? That's a great question, and you're exactly right. My upbringing was pretty intense. I was raised in what many considered to be the worst city in America at the time. I was raised in Compton, California by my single mother and grandmother, and it's true. I was surrounded by violence, drug deal, dealing, and gang banging. But my mother did an amazing job of creating a different reality for my sister and myself. She would always take us to different neighborhoods to show us 
there was more out there, that there was a different reality. And that was very important for a young, impressionable guy like myself. And so what I found out in life, to, to point out your question, is many of us are released in environments that don't encourage our best selves. And that's I've seen that all across America and literally all across the world. We are all, and I believe this at the core of my being, that we all are gifted and we all are um, infused with genius. But sadly, a lot of us are released in environments that kind of suppress this. You know, I've read a statistic before that, you know, the average child between the ages of zero to three has heard the word no um, seven to one times, right? And so if you kind of grow up in this environment where you're always seeing, where you're always hearing no, 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 like it begins to suppress you. It begins to create a limited mindset. So when you get older, you've heard no so many times, you don't even realize that subconsciously you're telling yourself no to every opportunity. You're telling yourself no to every change because this is what you've heard for so long. And so for me, um, I was that way as well. This began to create just such a, a negative impression upon me that I didn't want to dream anymore. I didn't want to believe anymore. I really thought that I was just going to be relegated down to growing up into the inner city and um, living, you know, what I call a subpart life or a life beneath my potential. And And so I'm so thankful that uh, later on in life, uh, and we'll we'll talk about that, that my pattern of thinking was interrupted and I was able to change my life around. You know, that's great. Thanks for sharing that, Will. And one thing that you stood out, or one thing that you said that stood out to me was about your mother. <laughs> you know, and I run into people who sometimes will say, I'm just a stay-at-home mom. And I say, you know what? There's no such thing as just a stay-at-home mom. You know, think about the impact your mother had on you and what happened had she not been in your life. Uh, so let's never underestimate the importance of where we can influence someone and, and what our path uh, can do for others. So let me ask you this. You, know, you, you alluded to it that you're from Compton and some of these other uh, difficult experiences you've had. What's a turning point in your life? In other words, what happened to you that caused you to experience a change in desire, a new vision, or, or set you on a new pathway that brought you to where you are today? Yeah, so... Many times we don't realize how a negative can really be the opening door to one of the best opportunities in our life. And that's certainly what happened to me, Rob. At the age of 19, I found myself in trouble, found myself uh, in front of a California state judge. And this judge, I call him my first disruptor. He was the first person that began mm. to disrupt my pattern of thinking. And what he told me was, he said, Mr. Moreland, you're headed nowhere fast. So I'm going to give you an opportunity and you're going to have the opportunity to make a choice. And the choice that he gave me, Rob, was either I could go spend some time in one of his lovely facilities in California <laughs> or I could figure out what I was going to do with my life. And so he gave me a month's time. He released me to my lawyer and he gave me a month's time to figure out what I was going to do with my life. And I remember walking around uh, in the mall in California and an army recruiter by the name of Corey Oliver came up to me and he asked me, he said, have you ever thought about joining the military, the army? And I looked at him 
And uh, I call him my second disruptor. I looked at Corey, no rhyme, no reason to it at all. And I said, yeah, let's go. Let's do it. And he looked at me so shocked because (laughs) he told me later on in our neighborhood, recruiting in our neighborhood was pretty tough. Most of the guys that he was trying to recruit either already had a record or they weren't interested in joining the military. So when he asked me and I told him so quickly, he really thought I was playing with him. He thought I was joking with him. And I looked at him. I said, no, man, I'm serious. Let's go. If we're going to do it, let's do it. <laughs> and we went down uh, to the recruiting station. He was just still amazed. Like he's, he's surprised that I'm in the car. He's surprised that I'm really going through with this. And we get to the recruiting station and if you're familiar with the military, you have to take this, what they call the ASVAB test. And that kind of lets you know what jobs you're going to qualify for and things like that. Well, here's the funny thing, Rob. Um, about a year earlier, I uh, just graduating high school. I had took the ASVAB uh, test in high school. But the only reason why I took it in high school was because they said, if you take it in first period, you get the rest of the day off. <laughs> and so that's why I took that's why I took this ASVAB test. I had no intention of going to the military or anything like that. But because they said I could have the rest of the day off of school, I took it. And so when Corey looked up my name in the system, my test was there. And uh, unbeknown to both of us, I scored pretty good on it. And um, I was literally set to go. But I wanted to take the test again. And I said, no, I was playing around. I was playing around. I wasn't being serious. And he's like, no, 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 no. You got a good score. I'm not going to allow you to mess it up. No, 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 no. And so um, I ended up joining the military. And to answer your question, this was the the moment for me. This was the turning point for me. When I joined the military, it was a huge blessing in my life because this was the place, this was the environment that I now had structure. I had systems. I learned how to be service-minded. I learned how to be team-minded. And this is when I really got some great leaders and mentors in my life. Oh, that's great, Will. And you know, one of the words that you said or used there that I really loved that stood out to me is disruptor. Yes. And, you know, we find these opportunities in our lives where we could be the disruptor. I often ask myself the question, you know, what can, what does this mean to me? So what? What can I do about it? Someone tells their story and I ask, so what does that mean for me? How can each of us be the disruptor for someone else? How can we be transformational, make the time, make the effort to influence someone's lives? Maybe it's a son, a daughter, an employee, a customer. Maybe it's some random person on the street. But I appreciate you sharing that, Will. Uh, Let me go on to another question here and address specifically one of the questions that our podcast listeners asked. And I thought this would be a perfect one for you because I consider you to be one of the most motivated people that I know. (laughs) So here's their question. How do I stay motivated and avoid procrastination? How would you answer that, Will? You know, that's one of the questions about the motivation. I I get a whole lot and um, people always say, Will, you seem like you're just always happy, like nothing ever happens to you in life. But this is what I found out about life. Life life is going to happen. You know, the good, the bad, the ugly. Life is going to happen to each of us. And many times it happens unexpectedly. Things are going to happen in our life that we didn't expect. Things are going to happen in our life that uh, we weren't prepared for. But this is what I found out in life. When these bad things happen to you, you could either have a positive um, attitude about it or a negative attitude about it. And what I mean by that is 
anything that happens to me, Rob, I'm always trying to find the positive in that situation, no matter what it is, whether it's if I get a flat tire, I'm going to find the positive. Well, I'm thankful that I still have three good tires plus the spare and I can call AAA. And if I have all that going on, then I have a reason to be excited. I have a reason to be joyful because I could be at a place where I didn't have a spare or I didn't have the opportunity to get help. And so for me, I make it a conscious effort to always try to find the good in any situation. And I know someone's probably listening to us on the podcast. Well, what about those times when, you know, a loved one dies or you go through a job loss or you go through um, a relationship breakup? In all of those things, there's still something positive. If someone dies in your life, you can choose to think about the good times that you had with that person. And then now you can ask yourself, you know what? This person meant so much to me, and there's other people that mean so much to me. I'm going to ensure that everyone in my life knows how I feel about them, knows that I love them. And so you can take it as a learning um, uh, as a, a learning curve to say, you know, did I do the best in this relationship? If it's a job loss or anything, it may be an opportunity to get you to a new level in life, a new door in life that you probably wouldn't have taken before because you were too comfortable in that job. And so when people ask me about how do I stay motivated, a lot of it has to do with how I start my day and how I end my day. When I start my day, I always start it with something positive, whether it's reading something positive, listening to something positive. Maybe it's a conversation with my wife or my children, but I always start my day with something positive. And then when I lay down to go to bed, I always end my day with something positive. Once again, whether it's uh, sharing the day with my wife or sharing uh, some news with my children or reading something or listening to something, I always try to start and end on a positive day. And so these two routines for me, Rob, have um, really helped me to keep a positive attitude. And then the second part of your question, when you ask about the procrastination, what I found out about people, um, and I've had the opportunity to work with people, as you said earlier in my bio, all around the world, I find that people are going to fall into primarily two different uh, two different categories. Either we're going to be procrastinators or we're going to be perfectionisms or perfectionists. And um, both of them are uh, uh, very detrimental to your progress in life. Procrastination, you know, it's dealing with overwhelm. A lot of times people do a lot of to-do lists and they start to look at their list. And then just by looking at this, then this makes them not even move. And then you have on the other spectrum, you have the person who has to have everything perfect so they can never finish anything because it's not meeting their grade. And so for me, I know that I fall into the realm of procrastination. So what I have to do is on my phone, I have reminders set to remind me, Will, are you doing what you're supposed to be doing right now? I have people in my life. I have assistants in my life that keep me on track to remind me um, that that we can't, we can't afford to procrastinate on this project or this phone call or anything like that. And then for the people that are the perfectionists, I always share with them, um, 
listen, everything is not going to be perfect the first time. I, I live by a principle, do it now, perfect it later. And what that simply means is get it finished, get it done, get it where you can honestly see it and then make corrections. So many times we try to create a perfect document, write a perfect book, do a perfect presentation. You, you just got to do it. And then from there, you have room to modify it and change it. So I hope yeah. that kind of answered that question for your listeners. Oh, that's great. Great advice. Just go out and do it. <laughs> Quit trying to get every just dot and jittle right and go out and do it. Uh, you know, another part just to build on in our seminars, I use a little acronym called GIGO. A lot of times we've heard this, we think about garbage in, garbage out. We like to change that around a little bit to where we say greatness in, greatness out. And too many of us, too many of our children, our employees, and the people around us think that we can put garbage in and then expect greatness out. In other words, how do we stay motivated if we're not putting greatness in? And your advice of starting the day with something positive is huge. And what I found in our coaching and our seminars is that that's an easy habit to let slip out of our habit patterns. So I just want to reiterate that. In fact, even more specifically, you talked about reading a book in the morning, something to stimulate the mind. One of the things we found is that 43% of college graduates will never read another book cover to cover. It's almost mind-boggling, isn't it? But when you feed the positive, when we're stimulating the mind, it's hard not to stay motivated. And, you know, we have a mutual friend, James Malinchek. He says that success starts with attitude. Well, how are we going to affect our attitude? And you hit it right on the head there. We make lemonade out of lemons. In other words, it's a, it's a mindset. That's great, Will. So thanks for sharing that. Great thoughts. All right, so we have time for a couple more questions, Will. You know, you've had the chance to go all over the world, different continents, work with all kinds of different leaders. So maybe you could share what you would consider to be your best three tips with our listeners. If you could say, hey, do these three things, what would those three things be? Great, great question. And uh, one of the things I always suggest that uh, individuals do is set goals. And set small goals, set big goals, but set goals. This is something about setting goals and framing your wants and your desires and your desired um, location in this form of a goal that is so empowering. It, it really, it, the magic begins to happen. You know, um, my life has radically changed because of the goals that I set. Every year, um, I start off and I call it my big bag my big, bold, audacious goal. So every year I walk around with a big bag, my big, bold, audacious goal. And I always encourage people to create a big bag. And then once you create your big bag, you create smaller goals that are going to allow you to accomplish that big bag. And so that would be my first tip. If you're listening to me today, incorporate, if you haven't, setting goals in your life, in, in, your, in your life. Second thing I would say is have accountability partners and mentors. These individuals are going to help you accomplish your goals. They're going to help you stay on track with accomplishing your goals. The mentors that I have in my life um, have been a tremendous blessing with helping me stay on track, stay focused, helping me have clarity in terms of what I really want to accomplish and how I'm going to accomplish it. And then the third thing, Rob, I would share with everyone is, is don't be afraid to fail. That's probably one of the 
um, best success tips I could give anybody is don't be afraid to fail. I always teach my clients that you have to really reprogram your mind about how you feel about failing. And I always tell people that failure is not the opposite of success, but failure is a part of success. And so once you know that failure is just a natural part of you succeeding, then it helps you look at uh, failure totally different. You know, one of the examples that I always use is when you go um, to any doctor or pharmacy and they give you some medicine. And what they'll usually tell you is that these are the side effects of the uh, medicine and they're telling you that because they won't they don't want you to become alarmed when you start having these side effects they want you to know if you're experiencing this because you're taking this medicine that's normal and that's what I try to get people to understand about failure whenever you're going and you're pursuing greatness and you're pursuing becoming your best that failure is going to be a part of that process but understand that it's normal and so because it's normal it's no it's no reason to be alarmed there's no reason to stop or give up or quit just understand that it's a normal process oh man great advice I love that and you know in sales we've worked with a lot of sales teams 90% of sales are made after five contacts <laughs> yes. That is exactly right. 80% of sales give up after four. In fact, 50% of sales reps give up after one contact. And I'd have to say, in my opinion, and experience, a lot of that is the fear of failure. We simply don't want to pick up the phone or, or go out for that second, third, fourth, fifth appointment because that little voice in our mind says, you know what? I don't want to get told no again. <laughs> I don't want to hear no. But it's that 10%, that 20% that go out for the third, fourth, fifth, sixth visit that get the sale, that get the deal done. And that's really across the board in any aspect of life, isn't it? Well, great advice, Will. Uh, let me just ask you maybe one or two others, then we're going to wrap this up. What's just a brief writer downer? I love these writer downers. My daughter collects quotes. She writes them up on the wall, puts them up on the board. So maybe this is for my daughter. <laughs> what could you give our listeners as a writer downer? You know, um, one of my favorite quotes or one of the mantras that I live by, and it helps me stay focused, is this. Always remember who you want to impress at the end of your life and structure your life to impress them. So let me say it one more time. Hmm. Always remember who you want to impress at the end of your life and structure your life to impress them. And Rob, for me, it's you know my faith in God and my family. Those are the two individuals uh, that I want to impress. And so I try to live a life that... I impress them at the end of my life that when it's time for me to transition, I can look at them with a smile on my face and know that I've done my best by them. That's fabulous. Love that, Will. All right. Well, hey, as we get ready to wrap up, how could our listeners get a hold of you? If they want to look at your content or anything else that you have to offer, how could they get a hold of you? Uh, thank you so much for this opportunity. Uh, if you'd like to catch up with me, I'm pretty much everywhere on social media under the handle of at Dr. Will Speaks, so that's at D-R, Will, W-I-L-L-S-P-E-A-K-S, Dr. Will Speaks, that's my Twitter handler, that's me on Instagram, um, you can find me on Periscope, on Blab, all under that handle, at Dr. Will Speaks. Our uh, website is Real Team Genius, 
R-E-A-L-T-E-A-M-G-E-N-I-U-S.com. We have tools there you can go download um, for free. Uh, it's just tools that we've provided on our website that help you become a better individual in your day-to-day -day life and help you become a better leader in your organizational life. So realteamgenius.com. Com. If you want to look at my speaking services or our training services, that website is going to be willmoreland.com. Willmoreland.com. So those two websites and at Dr. Will Speaks is the handle. You can find me at any social media. Yeah, and go out and find Will on Facebook. I love <laughs> – he'll put up three or four great posts, quotes a day. Uh, so we talked about staying motivated. I love reading his posts on Facebook. All right. Well, thank you, Will. And to all of our BYB family and podcast listeners, remember that one person can make a difference and you can be the ripple effect no matter where you are in the world today. So I invite you to share this podcast with your family, your friends, your coworkers, and please, please <laughs> go to iTunes and rate this podcast. That's one of the ways we can help spread this powerful message all over the world. So thanks again for joining us on the Becoming Your Best Podcasts. I'm Rob Schallenberger, wishing you a great day. And thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Becoming Your Best podcast. We want to know what your big takeaways were, so head on over to becomingyourbest.com and you can find all the information about the podcast right there as well as the show notes page where we'd love to hear what you thought about each and every single episode. Also, if you haven't done so yet, please go subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and leave a rating and review. A rating and review is by far the best way for you to show your appreciation for the show because it helps other people find out about the show and decide if this is the podcast for them. So now it's all in your hands. It's time for you to go out there to take action and truly start becoming your best.